everybody, welcome back to Pack Your Mics. We are the Top Chef uh, post-show recap conversation, brunch time hangout with friends, uh, roundtable discussion. Oh no! Oh. <laughs> Not yet. Not yet, mailbag. This, <laughs> Technically this is really a speed podcast. episode. <laughs> Formerly oh only podcast, podcast about Top Chef. Uh, we are, I'm Alex, this is Megan, we're in Portland. Hello. Um, great opening, Megan. Thank you. <laughs> We're nailing this. And also joining us today, Ezra, uh, and sometimes Caleb. Sarah, number one, is busy being pregnant. Yeah. Hey, guys. Uh, Caleb's trying to figure out what to watch on Netflix. Nice. Nice. It's Has he seen decision. Raw? They have so much content. Yeah. Wait. <laughs> is Raw the one with... I don't think he should watch Raw. <laughs> That's just what I keep hearing people recommend on Netflix. Or what's that? What's the German time travel one? Dark? Dark. You should watch Dark. He's now asking me what's raw. Uh, no, Caleb, nothing. <laughs> it's okay. I don't think you can spell yet. Let me. Well, speaking of raw, there's a really good barbecue documentary on Netflix. Uh, I'm blanking on what it's called, but it is beautiful. I think beautiful. it's just called Barbecue. Yeah. It's oh, about that's a like. Great name for a barbecue documentary. <laughs> it's so good, guys. You it's don't about even like know. open. It's, it's all about like different culinary traditions around the world that are all about cooking on an open fire so it like goes to different communities in like mongolia and the philippines and then they do like pit barbecues but like they go to different countries and just like trace the through line of cooking over an open flame and what does that mean to that country and as a vegetarian i really enjoyed watching it so that's how cool it is wow i'm putting that into our queue then It, it is just called barbecue also it's tvma which i was not expecting from a barbecue documentary i think it's just because you see a lot of you know animal animals slaughtering oh being uh, wait sorry and some of that they're, lies, but like they're cut up yeah oh, they have been okay. efficiently dispatched of <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> there's one I'm animal that in mongolia they cook from the inside out by putting like coals inside it and like Spoilers. sealing its mouth oh. <laughs> <laughs> i call that tvma <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that's filthy. Um, those voices, that's new Sarah and Kyle, and sometimes you might hear in the background, they're puppy Woody. Hello. Hey, guys. Bark, bark. I'm Woody. Uh, <laughs> you guys obviously can't see this because it's a podcast, but I would like to note that when you play the opening music to the show, Kyle gently head bangs. <laughs> oh, nice. It's pretty good, right? Oh, yeah. yeah. That's part I like. But what is the disembodied, like... Lady Shriek in the background. That's from Top Chef. Is that on Top Chef? I have never heard it before. It is on the Top Chef theme, and it's a sample from uh, a... I can't remember what it's from. I looked this up. I actually found what the sample was from, but it's like like an old classic rock screech that they put in. Anyway. Is it the same screech from the Entourage opening? The, like, Jane's Addiction song? (laughs) I don't think so. Is that classic rock? Uh, I could be wrong on all of these fronts, but I am curious. Uh, <laughs> it's just very. I don't know. I noticed it especially this time. It's much stronger. I screamed along with it silently. <laughs> um, it's much stronger on uh, uh, this version than on the like one that's actually on the show. Um, oh, okay. Hmm. Okay, wait, wait. Well, wait. you learn something every day. I, I was wrong about it being <laughs> classic rock. It might be a Prince sample. Hmm. Oh. Oh. Um, or at least this Prince online fan community is the one talking about it. Anyway, I'll finish this recap and or this work later and put it up there. Tevin Campbell, maybe. Anyway, this is a sample from something. Also, Ezra, that picture of you and Caleb is very cute. Thank you for sending that along. We might post that if that's okay with you, because I've described it now and it's weird not to. 
What did I send you? And when? Oh, no, Sarah did. Sorry. <laughs> you, oh, that's a fair You understand, point. I can't... If I'm in the picture I didn't and you don't that. see my hands... That's a good point. That's, that's how pictures work, man. Well, thanks, I don't Sarah, even... for sending this because this is adorable. The boys okay. at their work they... table. Aww. Okay, yeah, yeah. He, uh, he says thanks for sending it. <laughs> she, she nods anyway. in, in a way that she conserves energy. <laughs> All right, so this seems to be Tevin Campbell's Round and Round is what that mm. yell is from, uh, which I'm not familiar with, but there you go. Um, well, and Prince.org taught us that. Well, I appreciate anyway, knowing. Yeah, it's better to know than, than, to, than just wonder. So we're going to talk about episode <laughs> six of season 15 of Top Chef. This is the kind of insight you only get on this podcast. <laughs> um <laughs> You, have, you can't be in a picture and taking it. That's one of our <laughs> pro What tips. about selfies? Oh, man. That's, that's like, what I, I assume. Well, yeah, but without, but like, I think without showing the arm, though. I right. guess I don't have a selfie stick. I think you know from that angle that there's no way my arm is that long. It could have been like a, time, a timer. A timer, yeah. Yeah. Did you set up a camera before you started recording across the okay, room? Okay, well, then I guess the tip off would have to be it came from a, uh, someone who wasn't me. It did. Like, it was texted by your, your wife, which is weird, um, for a photo you took of yourself. But, you know, she's the one who's not on the show. So I don't know. Maybe so the rules are different. Anyway, yeah. this is. Let's talk about the quick fire. Let's jump in. We got, we got so much to cover today. We have so much controversy about plastic wrap to get to. But first. Oh. Oof. We got to kick it off with the quick fire. Richard Blaze is back, the chef who was not in any way involved in Blaze Pizza, and he's got a list of each of your most complicated dishes from your home restaurant. He's been doing can, his research. Can I, have a, can I have a Blaze talk real quick? Yeah. For, for, just for a second? Okay, because I feel like no one's going to care about this, but I, I need someone to hear it. Uh, <laughs> I, so uh, That's, that's some good podcast <laughs> content right at, there. S- at, at 10.30 on Friday, I called someone named Blaze. And at the same time, at ten thirty on Friday, I got an email from Blaze Fast Fired telling me to like to call them. Wow! <laughs> and I, I know it's not impressive to anyone else, but I was really surprised. Yeah, Wait, is that when and you it, were watching the show? No, that would be even better. What did they, was this related to your job? Uh, the pizza definitely wasn't. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, when they asked you to call them, it was like, just we want to talk to you about your pizza. Uh, I think it was just like like no, it's just like they they just wanted like like hey call us and order a pizza you know it's just a marketing oh. thing it was oh. it was like they didn't just send it to me they sent it to everyone oh. it's like the you up of all the their pizza, pizza worlds yeah exactly you hungry what? <laughs> what are the odds that you might want to pick up a phone and get some pizza hi <laughs> <laughs> well that is a good story unrelated to Richard Blaze the chef who was judging this uh, competition this quick fire. Uh, he wants to eat your most complicated dishes, but he doesn't have the time. So you have to make <laughs> a dumbed-down version in only 30 minutes. And like all things dumb, the winning dish will be stolen and put on BuzzFeed. <laughs> I like the idea of him saying this like to other like great authors, for example, where it's like, like Dickens, you like how long did it take to read Tale, uh, Tale of Two Cities? I, and he's I'm, like, well, I have half an hour. Please get me the essence. Blaze is the, Richard, or the Reader's Digest of Top Chef. The Digest Digest? Yeah. The, oh, man. Ooh. That's not a terrible name. <laughs> what? For, what? It's a great name. We have to give this some respect. <laughs> I mean, I would just call it the Digest because it means both things. Doing them both in a row. Um, hmm. But I like the reference to Reader's Digest. <laughs> <laughs> the Eater's Digest? 
Okay. The digesters Any- digest? Yeah, it's too many. Guys, these are all good. We should workshop oh, this. well. <laughs> they're all good. Exactly. I can't handle all of them because they're too good. So, uh, Butterfunk won for his pepper pot shrimp with jerk spices. First of all, did you guys watch the BuzzFeed video? Yes. No. I hate those. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, well, okay. I, I'm curious now. Before we get to the other stuff, why do you hate those? Uh, I feel like Kyle can articulate it better than I can. Kyle, why does she hate uh, those? Oh well, no, we we both hate we them. both hate them. No, no, no. Why do you this hate them together? This is a family state statement. <laughs> oh, good. Well, Unified those front. Videos why the hate? Aren't for actually cooking. That I, no. I don't think anyone watches those to actually like cook a recipe. It's just a pleasant thing to scroll through on Facebook through like all the chaos of the world. Sure. And then had this little like pleasant thirty second food video that does not explain how to cook a dish. Well, now I'm now I hate it. Um, I don't know. That I seems mean, fine. Also, they uh, don't for the format. Yeah, how everything happens. Like they don't yeah. teach you what ingredients to have, when and where, in order to successfully make the recipe. Like they don't do what they purport to do, which is teach you how to make something. I 100 mm-hmm. agree. This is the first one we've watched, and obviously, it did not teach us how to make pepper pot shrimp with jerk spices, but. Megan learned what okra looks like. I didn't oh, know I what okra looked like yeah. before. Wow. I thought it was a leafy green vegetable, but it... No, man, it's witch not. fingers. <laughs> yeah. Wow, no, they're so much weirder than you would guess. Yeah. Yeah. Do you understand why Tom hates it now? Yeah, they, they're um, gross looking. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, so I will say, like, I won't... I don't know the whole dish very well at all uh, after watching that, but I do think I could get, like, the, the okra hack of making it less slimy. Like, yeah, that was a good tip. He taught two... He had two life hacks. He had the uh, take... You put uh, okra in ice salt water to make it less yep. slimy. And also, yep. he grated garlic using a fork. Yeah, I'm going to definitely try that. I'm yeah. going to try it, too. Oh. Mm-hmm. I am not like the way it. I get garlic in my eye. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, I think that that's more what it's about. We defi- no one would make this dish. And if you, like, including the one where he's like, we have these insanely hot peppers make sure you wear gloves and he cut up several of them and was like i'm just gonna put one in like it just didn't feel like he was he even cared what we were thinking of it but we still if you learn some cooking life hacks it's not bad yeah well, you i could think do it worse. was it was interesting because it um it seemed like yay buzzfeed just gets your recipe for free and your content for free but every time but it, it did seem like the chefs were actually excited about it because it is a, a good way to reach a, a large audience and have people kind yeah, of exposure right yeah <laughs> classic exposure <laughs> i mean they're on top chefs so clearly these are chefs who are interested in exposure yeah but the, like the youths get the exposure that way you know yeah, right. well, yeah yeah you gotta expose the youths <laughs> yeah gotta, gotta expose yourself to youths <laughs> Uh, it does have a hundred thousand views. That's not nothing. That's not no. something either. For no. BuzzFeed, that's like yeah. that's like that's like that's like a, that's garbage. That is straight garbage. <laughs> can I can I take another detour into yes. tasty videos? Because yes. uh, I, I want to shout out a friend of ours uh, named Tim, who has hey, a Tim. sporadic uh, Facebook Live series called Tasty Tim, where he mm-hmm. takes submissions of like the worst looking tasty videos. Uh, and then he cooks them on Facebook Live, mm-hmm. and that is some content that it's I approve of. Very, very good. <laughs> like he he takes submissions of stuff that are like are from like Tasty UK and like the weird mm-hmm. off-brand ones that are cooking like the. It started with breakfast like sushi, Torsty, maybe. <laughs> Wait, well, Torsty, there's just so many tasty. of them, and like the BuzzFeed version's good, but then there's so many like knockoffs. And the one he started with was like breakfast sushi that was like eight pieces of white bread with the crust cut off and like pressed together, and then it had breakfast sausage, eggs, 
a ton of ketchup uh, and mayonnaise, then rolled in, and then you sear the bread. Oh. <laughs> Classic sushi. So it's like, yeah, stuff that is just like unholy combinations of things. But the best part about it is you watch it on Facebook Live with all of your friends and the reactions and when they happen <laughs> are perhaps the funniest thing. It's the only reason I've ever seen for Facebook Live. Okay. I'm in. I'm going to watch do, the link does he the show notes. Tasty expose time. himself to the youth successfully? Oh, uh, very successful. I mean, all of our friends are in their 30s, so I guess probably not. Yeah, <laughs> not the youths are not on Facebook. That's the problem. Yeah, he tries yeah. and fails to expose himself to youth. All right, fair enough. <laughs> well, what up, Tim? Keep it up. We'll keep that. We'll have that link in the show notes. Um, I, I, the other thing we learned from this video, though, my favorite thing about the video was that he said that be, when he found that he's going on Top Chef, before he came to Denver, he staged in a f- couple of his friends' restaurants. Which is mm-hmm. um, spelled like staged and just means interned. So he like I always he, thought it was pronounced the other way. Staged? Yeah. Yeah. Most time when I see that word, it's pronounced staged. But I, not this time. I thought it would be spelled <laughs> differently. No, but staged. So he staged at these restaurants as a way to train on other people's equipment and cooking other people's food really fast. So mm-hmm. I, and he seemed like he and he said he hit the, hit the ground running. I thought that was a clever, yeah. clever tip. That's three yeah. life hacks you guys got. Well, also, also to disorient himself, I believe he like put like a rat on top of his head and had the rat move him around <laughs> as well. Him. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> he ratatouille himself. That's yeah. why he's always wearing that tall hat. <laughs> you can tell. I mean, I gotta t- repeat, Kyle from a couple weeks ago. When are we gonna get a ratatouille on Top Chef? <laughs> yeah. Here's the great thing: we don't know that we don't already have one. Yeah, that's true. So, I would like to see the rat as a guest judge. Aww. Oh my god, Remy? Yeah, just Remy. Yeah, everyone can cook. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, or that uh, really angry, um, the guy who like eats the rat Anton and then melts. Oh, the the critic. The Anton critic. Ego. Anton Ego. Yeah. Critic. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's ba- like he's based on, um, uh, who is it? Anthony Bourdain? Really? No, no, no. I think it would be older. No, I know. No. He's was, based on a, a food critic, but I can't think of who it is. I'm going to be researching this, and I'll get you the answer when it's too late. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Just like I did with that song clip that I should have known. Well, um, so this is a totally new challenge. I've never, I don't think I've seen this on anything like this on Top Chef before, where they hunt down your restaurant and pick a dish and make you cook it. Um, what did you guys think about it? I thought it was... It was both cool and cruel. Like Ooh. it seemed like a really neat idea, and I had fun watching it. But it also seemed like everyone was super bummed because these are like recipes that they really want to show off, and instead they have to make this like really quick, like dumb, dumbed down version of it. And the Buzzfeed version. Of yeah, the yeah. And um, poor Fatima had to serve this dish to Padma that she wasn't proud of, about. Oh. And and Padma was, was so hard. mean about it. I kind of wonder if they, like, she, it did seem like she was super mean about it, but I kind of wonder if that was, like, a longer uh, comment that she gave that got cut down to make it seem even seem mean. Sure. I don't know. But, Could yeah. be. Yeah. Um, but, hey, is it, like is it too late to have brand, this be relevant right? now? Sorry, Ezra. <laughs> uh, uh, oh. You guys were talking Kyle about first. Ezra. Yes, it is. Oh. It's too late. Okay, so, so, so just tell us, and then Kyle will hear your opinion on yeah. the actual show. <laughs> Louis Jouvet. Thank you. Oh. Um, changes everything. <laughs> Kyle. <laughs> no, it, well, I, in, in Padma's defense, too, it did look like a very bland biryani. It looked like steamed rice with some pretty good fried chicken on top. Yeah. But I yeah. could I could visibly see no flavor. I, yeah, but even if it's boring her, for her to be like, 
you have ruined this dish for me. I mean, it's like she seemed a little harsh about how bad it was for a 30 yeah. minute version of this thing that she knows takes two days. Yeah. 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 Uh, but yeah, it does. It definitely does look boring. Well, also, we have the, the big theme of today is salt, right? We're finally. Yeah. This is, this is the midpoint in the season or so. It's time to really have that talk about how salty Tom's palate is. Tom is so salty, man. <laughs> He's the saltiest. Um, and like last week, he was saying like they're finally getting, they're finally doing the thing and putting enough salt on it. And then today was when we had, um, was it, was it Adrian who said uh, that an, an early mentor told her that if it's if it's perfectly yeah. seasoned for you, it's too salty for the customer. It was Adrian yeah. who said that. Yeah, and, and the- Tom was like, "Have that person kill himself because it's <laughs> terrible advice." <laughs> And then I wish she'd come back with like that chef was Eric Repair. Yeah, right. yeah like they, they had just shown the picture of her with Eric Repair. So I was like, oh, is this a repair roast? Like, well, the problem never is got back to it. That yeah. she's not cooking for customers per se. She's totally. cooking for judges who also have these, you know, saltier palates probably. So mm-hmm. it, it, it's maybe advice that holds up in the real world, but not on Top Chef. That's what I was wondering. We've definitely had a lot of chefs that were on the show before leave the show and say, like, these these guys have the saltiest palate that we've ever cooked for. And so uh, I think everyone, like, learns to adjust for them. And I wonder if, yeah, if, like, the diners are always, like, uh, out there drinking tons and tons of water because everything's so salty. <laughs> and then Tom is like, I can't get enough. Give it. He's well, like, maybe uh, that's why. Yeah, go. Sorry. Maybe that's why there's always a big deal at, like, restaurant roars for, like, judges table. As they're like, all right, this is the dish that we're going to make look really pretty and then bury right. with salt. Right, 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 yeah. The, all the judges are like uh, the bug alien from uh, Men in Black, but with, with oh, salt yeah, instead with of sugar. That's pretty good. <laughs> I need salt in water. Like that. <laughs> yeah, they're all wearing Edgar suits. Yeah. <laughs> Edgar suit. <laughs> I really like that guy's voice. I think about that all the time. All right. Um, <laughs> so, uh, yeah. Do you, what do you? What do you guys? What as do you think about that? Do you think the emotional closeness to the dish made it actually harder for them to do this than if it had been just make a version of someone else's dish, fast? As. Okay. Uh, you you fig- figure out your stuff, Sarah and Kyle. You're on the podcast. Um, what do you? Guys- <laughs> it's harder to do your own yeah. dish quickly than someone else's. Oh, definitely, because I, I do think you guys hit the nail on the head. It's like this this thing where they're genuinely very proud of this dish because it's something they've spent, like, years refining their craft yeah. on and feel proud enough to, like, feature prominently on the menus at the places where they work. And it it's – I'm sure that makes it harder because it has to be really frustrating to be like, well, I can't do it in its full glory. Yeah. Like, and I if you can't genuinely if you show know, off my skill. If you didn't know how to do it, you would just – do your version really fast but because you know the right way to do it you you're, mm-hmm. you'll yeah. feel yourself cutting the corners mm-hmm. or yeah. gra- grating the corners against a fork <laughs> i thought yeah. it was a, a, a very good quick fire challenge though i really yeah. i really like things like that that so force clever. them to be creative and the ways that some people got creative were really good like um mustache joe doing mm-hmm. the like dumplings i thought was really creative mm-hmm. i have no yeah. idea if they tasted good or not but i thought it was a good fix i was mm-hmm. so positive they wouldn't he when he threw scallops yeah. in the blender i was like i don't know, I know. man <laughs> this looks awful any blended scallop yeah. looks like barf <laughs> <laughs> but yeah he made scallop gnocchi uh into these dumpling things and uh 
man. I mean, the, but apparently they were good. They, they they landed them on the top, so apparently they tasted pretty all right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Mustache Joe, man. I don't. I know. I think I like him. I have a really? weird I'm having a weird transition with him <laughs> yeah. on this show because I hate his mustache so much, and sometimes he says really dumb yep. things. Mm-hmm. But sometimes he is very charming, and his food always looks great. So yeah. I don't know. So the I like yeah, the, I would you agree talked about his that. mustache. His mustache also could like feel feelings. It seems like. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> Say more about that, Ezra. Well, yeah, he said that like the, he said that like when like when things weren't going wrong, he thought it'd be like a sad mustache. So, like mustache would go like oh, make yeah, a frown. Oh yeah, mustache was gonna go down. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and I like that that he has like a, a, a visible way of showing uh, you know his feelings. So this was a uh, the the New York Post had an article uh, last week uh, that was titled "Top Chef Has Become Outrageously Creepy and Tone Deaf." And their oh, main their what? main point That's of a it, hot take. it was it was uh, yeah that was on the front burner that take was uh, scalding um, maybe even ash by the point we got it it's very hot but they uh, uh, his his main point was that Joe Sasto said a couple of uh, lightly creepy things mm-hmm. um, which I remember when I, he, he said it, we were like we were like Ugh. but it wasn't like outrageously creepy it was i'd say garden variety creepy man things yeah yeah um which i really still don't want to give a pass for but at the same time i was like oh yes hello world yeah well and who was megan who was the that guest judge who was saying the terrible tweets i don't know if you want to talk about that was that from the mailbag oh no well we can talk about that now um the so uh sean wrote to us and um sent us this article about uh season um, a judge from season five or six, uh, Toby Young. Do you Who's, guys remember him? Oh, they, there was like yes. a British guy. Like, Angry yeah, British man. Yeah, we brought in like the mean judge, and like it's like him saying oh, a lot of mean yeah. things. Yeah, his, his like the first episode, he was like, "It tastes like cat food," and they were like, yeah. "All right, we're done with you." Apparently, he just is like a very mean and jerky person in general, and has said a lot of really horrible things, uh, both recently and. I was reading the article in like in 2009 when he was on the show, he was saying a lot of like really disgusting things about Padma on Twitter, um, which uh, were hard to read. So, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Not, I, nice. We won't share because the podcast is not TVMA like a barbecue doc, but it is. <laughs> um, it was the, the he was just saying a lot of things about Padma's body uh, and, and that he had noticed while he was there. And it was, yeah, it was super gross, but to their credit, they got rid of him almost immediately. Yeah, he was kind of like, they made a big deal about him coming on the show, and then it's like, goodbye. Yeah, they... they, they, <laughs> they Wait, we hate you. They hate they him right away. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Also, sort of related, uh, Jane wrote in, and um, she says, according to a Reddit screen grab paired with next week's trailer, mm. she thinks the next episode is the one that John Besh was uh, deleted from. He, okay. Um, I appreciate that, because I have been wanting to know, but I'm kind of annoyed that at this point where is john besh has become my like game every week and yeah. he's made me think of him too much now yeah that's a good point i've yeah. spent too much time wondering if john besh is in the background of every shot and i just can't focus I mean, we should we should live our lives wondering if john besh is lurking in the background <laughs> yeah well you know what would be cool is if they just came out and said it at the beginning of the episode like with a text thing oh, or yeah. something that's like you know like he was in this episode he said some things that we really can't support and we've edited him out and just like didn't make it like as though it 
he disappeared or something like just said like yeah. this is what happened i would appreciate that i think so too i think making it try to be perfectly eliminated like just get him out of it and like magic is just always going to leave traces and that's going to make like us black mirror guys yeah exactly <laughs> yeah um so ju- moving on to the elimination um you guys denver is known for three things obviously everyone there mm-hmm. being in the mile high club mm-hmm. uh weed being legal and is the only plant that grows there and a German festival that occasionally happens in a theme park, obviously. <laughs> so this week... The beautiful the theme park, <laughs> as they said. As they said, which I'm not convinced of. Um, I've not mm-hmm. actually been to this theme park, and I would like to go. Uh, the, the chefs, uh, though, are having to make a German-inspired dish, but one that elevates German food because the chef and owner of a German pub seems to really hate the cuisine there. He... <laughs> He was so excited for them to elevate the food. Like, even as he was serving him, he was like, you guys, this is just garbage. Just do anything you can. Try to make this into a real cuisine. Um, and then you have and to... that's like... Go ahead. German food is great. Yeah. I, as someone who has been to Germany and eaten German food back in the day when I was still eating meat, it was, mm-hmm. like, really, really wonderful. I had the most, like, magical meal of my life in Germany. Oh. Mm. What was it? Um, it was just like a bunch of very good like sausages that were just very elegantly cooked, but we like dragged these tables down to the side of a riverbank in this like country town and like Aww. set the table with like a nice tablecloth and all this silverware and stuff. That and it was like, magical. you know, you were the coolest hobbit. <laughs> it was great. That does sound pretty magical. Um, it was very sophisticated too, so I feel like they really played into some bad German stereotypes about like bad beer and sausages yeah. in this well, episode. Well, they were also yeah, they were so dis- distasteful of their own beer that they also asked you to pour a half a soda in. Yeah. <laughs> Rattlers are good though, and in defense of that, Rattlers are very good. What is there, especially for day drinking? What's the um, like fruit soda beer? Is it Stiegler? Is that the thing that every there's like Stiegel? Stiegel is Stiegel. the main Rattler that they yeah. have. It's and grapefruit. And yeah, like Leinenkugel does a lot of different ones. That's like an American bad. brewery. Okay. Well, I, <laughs> and they're all bad. I see a lot of hipsters with Stiegel around here, so apparently that's been quite popular in this area. It's great. It's very good for like a summer afternoon when you don't feel like going real nuts. <laughs> yeah. And- <laughs> I was, so normally when they do it, so one of the part of the challenges they had to make their own soda down beer. And normally when there's like a beverage component, like it, they don't seem like they care that much. But this was really interesting because they loved some and hated some, and seemed like they were excited when they matched. So it, mm-hmm. it was. I was surprised that it ended up being that disparate. I thought they because they were all just like grabbing limonada and pouring it into a beer glass, and but it turned out they all like like they were actually there was a lot more going into that than than I understood. Yeah, yeah. It, it really did seem it it does seem like a lot of time the beverage pairing I, I don't, yeah, it seems like it doesn't play in that much to the final decision, but I think that in this in this uh episode it, it really did seem to matter. Um the guy who by the way who hated the German food is Keegan Gerhard. That was their the guest judge. And um as sister of the show, uh, Julia pointed out to me, uh this he owns uh, a restaurant called D Bar which is not a na- great name for a, a place, I don't think. But uh, what, is it I, called Debar? Debar, yeah. So he was at. <laughs> I have some notes. <laughs> yeah, he went to Debar, and we. Um, uh, that's where we went to high tea there one time. My family did, and it was. He's like kind of known for his dessert, and the dessert is was tremendous. But it was like fancy tea, 
and the waiter hated tea and was not afraid to tell us that. So every time we asked for advice, it was like what? The, the, we. I like what this. What is this guy? What is this I like place? This a lot. I'm so confused. It was really confusing. The dessert tower was amazing. Like it was legitimately great. But we were like, so which of these these teas all sound kind of like real basic tea bags that you might just get at a store? And he was like, yeah, I don't like tea, so I can't really advise you. <laughs> so, yeah, and you're wow. a basic tea bag also. <laughs> So that's really interesting that he was doing this challenge where the beverage pairing was so yeah. important because, yeah. yeah, it seems like you didn't have that it's experience when you went to the no. tea. Maybe we should have poured half a fruit soda into our tea. and he Yeah, that's it. what it was missing. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Teedler. <laughs> uh, I thought the whole time they were saying rattler, but it's radler. In case you guys are Googling this. Um, that was like German for writer? Like... I thought well, it, if I remember hearing it's like wasn't it like German a, for uh, demon fart? <laughs> well, that's pumpernickel. They can't, they pumpernickel. can't all mean demon fart. All right, <laughs> that was that was the life hack we got from this challenge was that uh, that uh, Gerhard taught us that pumpernickel is German for devil farts, which takes some of the fun out of that bread. <laughs> Put some fun in, yeah. I don't know. Okay, it is pretty. You're right. It's fun. That I liked, so I feel kind of vindicated. (laughs) Uh, So Tanya made her first appearance on the season uh, by calling her parents early on in the show. So obviously she won, and then uh, Brother Luck made a spring roll that is not at all German, and so he had to pack up his babies and grab his old ladies because everyone knows that Brother Luck's traveling salvation show is closed. <laughs> um, I was pretty. I mean, like, if, if we go about normal rules, right? Usually, that's not how it goes, right? It's usually like mm-hmm. cook good food first, yeah, and yeah. then if if everyone else is yeah, great, then you go me, home. Actually. Yeah, we got a lot of feedback from the mailbag too. People who were pretty shocked that that they finally seemed to actually send someone home who didn't follow the challenge or who they thought didn't follow the challenge i mean this is one of the classics of top chef right which is the game what's the bigger sin so we got three sins we got not enough Mm -hmm. salt dry meat and not german and uh kind of the core sins of top chef (laughs) i i was surprised uh or i was i guess i was not surprised i i'm surprised that they cared that much about the challenge because i agree normally the rule in the show is cook good food um Okay, so what? Maybe it's just that we don't realize the the rule is like cook good food unless it's a German challenge, and then you better be German. <laughs> <laughs> that could be it. That certainly could be part of it. I felt like though, um, I, here's what here's where I felt like I saw the the Matrix code underneath what was going on. So this is my suggestion. Then I want to hear you guys' thoughts on on how this choice was made and whether you thought it was the right one. But there was a moment where um, uh, Tom, all right, I think Padma was like. But her fish was perfectly cooked. And then mm-hmm. um, Tom was like, but the, the dry meat was bad, but this like idea or conception was really good. And then there's a pause and no one stuck up for the spring roll. And so it felt like yeah. there was just a table of debaters and brother did not have uh, an advocate at that table. Well, at one point, did they say the spring roll was yummy? They, they had yummy. said it was yummy, but like there was nobody when it, when it came to arguing. There was, I think that when... The guest judge was going around, I think, with Padma, and he was giving like feedback in the moment to brother. He said, "The spring roll is yummy, but I'm not getting, you know, right. d- German from it." And uh, <laughs> so we 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 had at least one yummy, but I don't know, you know, how yummy <laughs> okay, it was. Yeah, you need more yummies. We, we got to make a small tangent onto these professional food critics saying yummy. Like, shouldn't we be better? Shouldn't there be I mean, a better? He's yummy, not a, yummy. He apparently he's not a eats critic. everything he makes. Yeah, he's a chef. 
Yeah, so. Oh, right. That's, wait, Graham? Oh, that was Graham. I can't I, remember who said it. I can't remember who said oh, it. Graham is a chef, too. Graham was yeah. with Tom. Uh, oh. I thought, yeah, I thought it was the guest judge. Oh, it could have been, it could have been Garrett Hart said Yeah. It. Still, but. man, if you're a chef, you got better, use your words, man. You got better than yummy. Yummy is such a good word. It's very, I mean, it's, if it, it's really it's when, you're, when you're trying to get a baby to eat something that looks green, it's really great. Well, that's a lie. <laughs> that's not yummy. <laughs> I think this just introduces like a hierarchy of descriptors on Top Chef where like yummy may be good, but it's not delicious. Yeah. Oh, that's oh, fair. Oh, yeah. That's, that's a it's good It's not point. five star. Maybe yeah. it's also not elevated. Too. Right. True. Right. True. Yeah. It's not swan yay. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, oh wait, what, 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 what was the what, what did what's what, what did Marcel say? It was it wasn't Swanier? He said a Swanier related joke. I don't remember. Oh, All right, I don't know. Yeah, I mind. like Sorry. hum and look away whenever he is on screen. Oh well, you're lucky because he's super gone. Um, anyway, so what do you what do you guys think? Do you think if you, the bigger sin is not German dry meat or or not enough salt? Um, Con Sarah, what do you what do you guys feel about that? I feel that not German is a big problem. Like, I like rules. I, I, I want order to my world. Yeah. So I think it's sort of the type of thing of, like, if they ask you to elevate German cuisine and you make a spring roll that tastes Asian, like, even if it's yummy, that's like saying, like, it's a salad challenge and you made a really good piece of meat. Right. Right? Yeah. You called it a meat salad. Yeah. Well, yeah. you called it a meat salad, I'd almost give it to you. That's pretty solid. <laughs> well, I, I mean, because I understood what he was doing. He was taking the cabbage and the pork, but I guess he just didn't flavor them in a in a way that was well, at yeah. all reminiscent of German food. And I don't think yeah. cabbage and pork is enough of a connection, I guess. Uh, yeah. yeah. So. And he also used Chinese cabbage. So it's like yeah. right. using cabbage that already yeah. shows up in spring rolls. Right. I Yeah. I think the idea, even if it was like, hey, I noticed that I make like this kind of cuisine I'm good at also has cabbage and pork, but I'm going to replace that with German flavored pork sausage and a German cabbage. Mm-hmm. And there's like a, a, a cheese mustard in the middle of it. And also an angry beer on top or something like you're like I made a real German seeming. Um, then I think they probably yeah. would have gone for it, or it would have tasted. I mean that sounds awful, but like if it had worked, <laughs> yeah. they would have knew it. But he just like I, he was like I just see cabbage, so I made different cabbage. Right. Yeah. I, and I mean it just it didn't seem like it was good enough to maybe fall under the while well, you cooked us good food so you stay thing. I genuinely thought the dry meat was gonna be the, the one to go home because I, that seems like a so more basic often, thing. They they tend to slap wrists for more. Yeah, so I, often undercooking your or cooking your meat wrong is like the I think that's usually the number one top chef sin because that's the main mm-hmm. thing. It's the easiest thing to get right or like the most important thing to focus on, I guess, and get totally. right. Yeah. Yeah, and Tom Tom hates it when you do that, but as soon as I saw saw him sticking up for the dish even though the Mm -hmm. meat was bad i was like he's not going home because yeah yeah, tom saw i guess enough redeeming about it classic top chef rules tom gets three votes (laughs) it really does seem like whoever he i i don't think i can remember a time where it seemed like he was rooting for someone who ended up going home so yeah totally agree i think it's almost never where tom gets overruled so um, it, you, he may have to collect f- factions to help him out, but he's never like the, on the losing end of a big argument. Uh, and and Padma was very passionate for um, uh, for the not enough salt because the, the fish was perfectly cooked, mm-hmm. which doesn't yeah. seem like it matters in, to the other people who cooked their food wrong. But in this this case, yeah. it was really important. Um, that was for uh, Adrian. Yeah, he just had a perfectly cooked piece of fish that tasted like nothing. Um, 
perfect nothing. Yeah, so just perfectly nothing. That's actually kind yeah, of impressive. There's nothing there. <laughs> I knew something was in my mouth, but it was like nothing was there. It's like uh. those rain cakes. <laughs> rain cakes? Yeah. Rain cakes, you know? You do them for the gram, and they look like they taste like absolutely nothing. And what's the point? It's like a gi- oh. It looks like a giant like a drop of water. They're beautiful yeah. and seem very hard to make. But also, apparently, they do not taste like anything. So. <laughs> That's so funny. <laughs> That's fun. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I guess I, I mean I want I'd love to talk more about this, but I really want to find out where the plastic wrap is. So let's quickly move on to uh, brother facing off against brother um is brother against brother it's because two made all these friends and brother and two are facing off uh uh using delicious tree parts and then controversy (laughs) unfolds as the plastic wrap may or may not have been hidden um so as i want your i want your take first what do you how do you feel about the last chance kitchen uh, biggest controversy of the season not quite a pre level but we're at like Uh, we're not we're not defcon pre but we're close where is the plastic wrap what's going on well Okay, so here's my read of it. It was not hidden, but I think he had many chances to help, and he did not help. Yeah. And, and, and uh, you know, I think that's a bad look for brother. So. Mm-hmm. It's certainly not a good look. I agree with that. Um, but so, wait, so, walk, so walk me through that, because I think I agree, but just, like, people seem to be okay. saying that he hid it. Uh, so give me your read of the, like, the play-by-play. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so, he, 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 so here's what... what um, uh, okay, so brother... At one point, I think saw the uh, like saw the plastic wrap before. Mm-hmm. Um, two was like, "Man, I need plastic wrap. Where's the plastic wrap?" And brother's like, "Well," oh. uh, and then two was like, "All right, I'm gonna use uh, plastic bags, which uh, it's a different word and does different things apparently." What's <laughs> um, <laughs> plastic stuff? Uh, and, and tries to recover, uh, and it doesn't really get the crisp on his skin that he would have wanted to uh, for his chicken uh, when he when he cooks it. Uh, Meanwhile, brother uh, wants plastic wrap, gets his plastic wrap, uh, leaves plastic wrap up front, uh, doesn't say anything to two. Um, and then when it's judging, like, two is like, hey, couldn't find plastic wrap, or, you know, didn't have plastic wrap. Uh, and um, and Tom was like, oh, well, here it is. <laughs> and two is like, oh, I wish I hadn't hugged you. So you think, yeah. brother- <laughs> uh, so you think brother knew where it was the whole time and withheld that information? Uh, yeah. I mean, I think he, he de- yeah, he definitely had like a sense of it, I think, to begin with, and then for sure knew later. Right. Well, what I remember happening was he had like called out and was doing a bit like, yeah, the saran wrap's right next to the rabbit. Yeah. He, and I, he said that three times. He like mumble yelled. He's like, it's over rabbit. It was weird. Yeah. I, I couldn't tell what he was trying to get at there. But do you think it he was, was trying actually- to razz him? It wasn't by the yeah. rabbit because that was Tuesday's dish that he went home for. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Oh, mm-hmm. So was, he was He was just trying to be a shithead to him for no reason because he did that the entire time on Last Chance Kitchen. And I actually yeah. thought that was like very annoying and made me like him a lot less because mm-hmm. I was like, I get that you're friends and you want to engage in like fun banter and smack talk, but he's just asking a legit question. And that's what it really made me like upset because it's like he even had that talking head where he's like I don't know. We both have eyes. I found it right yeah, away. Yeah. And I was like, dude, that there's no there's no point in you not being like, hey, here it is. I got it out. Like, it's right here on my station if you need it. Like, there's no point. There's nothing, like, good or fun or, like, competitive about withholding information once you have it. Well, I don't think he had it on his station the whole no, time. No, no, no. He didn't. It was in the back. But, like, once he got it out, once he did his, like, dumb rabbit joke, I feel like it wouldn't it wouldn't have cost him anything to be like, hey, it's actually right here. 
Yeah, like, it seemed like he found it's it usually after, by whatever. Yeah, it was where he looked for yeah. it right away. So obviously it was in the normal place, and two didn't realize that. It seems like he may maybe brother didn't get it until it was way past usefulness for two. So he, it would have yeah. really cost him nothing to say, "Hey, by the way, I just found it." Maybe he didn't mm-hmm. look hard enough. Yeah, um, yeah. There's like nothing wrong with that. Like he's not responsible for saving two's dish, obviously, yeah. but like. There's nothing nothing to lose by pointing it out. What really confuses yeah. me, It made me, me really though, mad. What confuses me so much is that it feels like he took credit for intentionally hiding it, which he hadn't done. Like, it seemed like he made it... He was, like, telling Two that he had pranked him worse than he did. Yeah. It did seem like that. Which I think maybe... I, maybe that just kind of plays into, like maybe the spirit of what he did wasn't great. And so even though he didn't go so far as to like hide the plastic wrap, he knew he had done, you know, something not so great. And so, um, didn't, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe you're saying he might've had a guilty conscience. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I I do feel like that was like such a weird play by brother, but also the main problem was that two didn't look where the plastic wrap always is grabbed foil instead then couldn't find where like it just there was also like a bumbling sense from two that made me not feel as bad for him like it felt like he blew it and then brother was mean to him the whole time but it wasn't like i certainly am not comfortable with the word sabotage which i've seen thrown around a oh, lot no. on reddit i don't yeah. think that's what it no, was i just think like, brother was being a jerk <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah it's sort of like if someone gets shot not by you and then you don't help them that's not sabotage <laughs> I mean, it's a different it's thing. It's just being a bad person. Yeah, it's yeah. Not, not not good person. We have a different word. Yeah, yeah. Bad. I'm not just a, bad. I'm also not a doctor. I don't know if I could help you if you've been shot. So that's kind you of you can help a little bit. It's like, hey, have you seen that phone that you can use to call nine one one? Yeah, let's buy the rabbit. <laughs> it's by the <laughs> not <phone>. getting shot. <laughs> <laughs> I. Uh, I, I mean, I, it's obviously reminiscent of the pee puree, although I think the pee puree is, like, such a good moment of Top Chef because, like, someone served a dish someone else made, and that is, like, epically messed up. That's even, so funny even, still. Even if they did it on accident, <laughs> this is more just, like, what are you doing, man? Yeah, it's just, like, it feels like, and I, I feel like by the end of... The episode, Brother kind of had that sinking feeling in the pit of his stomach where he's like, oh, no, I've done this wrong. Like, I don't Mm. think he was like, yeah, I gotcha the whole time. I feel like he realized somewhere within the, like, judging that he was coming out bad in this situation. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, So I don't, it was like, it's really fascinating for that reason because it's also like, oh, you just tanked your friendship for no reason because Mm -hmm. you thought you were having a good time. Mm -hmm. Apparently, (laughs) one of them or both of them have said on Twitter that they are friends again, that they have repaired the the damage. So so. it was not permanent. It is especially sad, though. I think one of the reasons why people are so bummed is if it had been like, if Brother had done that to, uh, I don't know, Claudette, people would not have felt bad as much. But because it was two who had spent the whole show trying to make friends and helping people mm-hmm. at his own detriment yeah, yeah. it would like mm-hmm. really hurt yeah yeah, yeah. Like, why, like why would you pick on this guy he's the best guy mm-hmm. although also why is two so bumbling why did he make so many bad decisions and it's like he had saggy skin no one wants that well oh. because it's like a really stressful situation and i don't know i mean like he, i can yeah, totally wasn't playing on crispin skin like he thought he'd be able to like if he had done it like in the, if he had done it the other way, he wouldn't have had to. Yeah, I just feel like uh, so many stages of this competition too seemed like he like sh- was not cooking up to his potential. This was not his place to yeah. excel. 
That's fair. Yeah, I, I don't think it was... I don't think Top Chef is, like, the place for him to shine. But I still, like... I don't know. I just want people to be nice to him. Yeah, yeah. I agree. Yeah. I think they will be. I like, I, I like a show where people are like, hey, here's part of my th- ingredients to help you be better, and then I'll still beat you, as opposed to, yeah. uh, I'm not helping you. This is my thing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, it's like, wouldn't you want to to win on those terms anyway? I feel like that's totally. usually the sentiment that they show on Top Chef. I guess yeah. the competitive part of me, though, it's a really interesting question. Do I want to win on those terms where I've looked especially gracious or lose looking gracious? I don't know. Mm-hmm. I think we're losing a really matter what. Slytherin question, honestly. Yeah, Al- Alex, let's, let's be honest. None of us are actually good enough to win, so we might as well look gracious while, we, while we're losing. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. normally my strategy. I... Uh, because you can't, you can't sort of keep doing that the whole way and win, yeah, right? Right. Yeah. That seems unlikely. I mean, my yeah, this is my. I played some pickup basketball last week, and I'm by far the worst person there. And so my theory is, I have to be the most gracious player at all times, so that no yeah. one's ever bummed about having me on a team. So I always yeah, first of the heart. Do- do you remember that time we played basketball uh, for intramural and we tried oh, to yeah. make sure everyone on the on the floor scored? Everybody got a basket. Yeah, oh, it was really that was so really sweet. <laughs> yeah, and then we played I mean, the professors and they were mean. <laughs> oh yeah, I remember hearing about how mean that team was. <laughs> they were throwing bows. They were playing aggressive, and we're like, "Do you not see how bad we are?" And also, your students. <laughs> a lot of rage. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so that's the um, that's the last chance kitchen. I'm so excited that second chance, last chance kitchen is here. I. I yeah. I'm just glad the show. And they let Jen go home. Yes, thank uh, God. I, I, was that Adrian who tweeted that at us? Somebody sent us a tweet that was like, "Jen Carroll has been freed." <laughs> so, oh yay! <laughs> good for her. Well, speaking of uh, things that people have sent us, um, Megan, are you ready? I'm ready. She's got her arms up. She's so excited already to dance along to this song. And you guys heard a little preview of the song before. <laughs> I'm stalling while I pull it back up because my computer went to sleep. Um, I'm sure you guys. Uh, are, we're already excited for hear the song, but it's time for. Oh, geez, sorry. <laughs> oh, cut short. Oh. <laughs> cut down in its prime. There it is. Uh, it's Megan's mailbag. This is a technically smooth podcast today, right? We're just flawless as always. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can send uh, mail to Megan's mailbag. Mailbag at packyourmics.com. At Pack Your Mics on Twitter, Facebook.com slash Pack Your Mics. Pack Your has a feedback form on it, all kinds of ways. Megan, our social media intern, would love to get your feedback, and we'll read as much of it as we possibly can on the show. Megan, what's in your mailbag today? Lots of great stuff. Uh, so there were two major happenings on the episode that we did not talk about, but fortunately, our mailbag uh, participants... The listeners uh, don't miss a thing. ...won't let us forget them. Uh, so Adrian wrote in, and she said... Uh, uh, the stupid camping challenge broke Leanne, yeah. and the German challenge yeah. broke Butterfunk. Oh, yeah, we didn't even talk about Butterfunk's sadness yet. Yeah. Oh, God. He was in uh. quite a, a Butterfunk this whole episode. Mm-hmm. Mm, I don't love that. <laughs> <laughs> I don't either, like, but I discovered a, it as I was saying it, so I had to keep going. It's a good pun, but I feel like we can't joke about recovering alcoholics. So. No, I was. I felt so bad. Although, I, wanna, I just want to say that we are... Our fans, our listeners are very good at sending us stuff that does not have spoilers in it, I thought. And then we got all the stuff coming in that was like, oh, Butterfunk, oh, I feel so bad for Butterfunk, oh, this thing broke Butterfunk. And so I just assumed he was going home. And then he, and I just thought everyone had forgotten to not spoil stuff in their the top of their message. And then he won immunity, and so Megan and I spent the whole show 
waiting for him to announce that he was quitting anyway. That's what it felt like was going to happen. And they kept, during Judge's Table, they kept cutting back to him as if he was about to make his big speech leaving. <laughs> it was so stressful. So, it was really, I mean, it was really an interesting, uh, kind of a weird edit where they just really, yeah. I don't know, like uh, Sean wrote in and he, was, he said he was really surprised that Butterfunk didn't get the you're lucky you had immunity uh, speech from the judges, but they didn't yeah, say anything didn't about it. it yeah. So I wonder so, if it was legitimately better than those three or just it was bad in a way that was like not worth chiding him for or if they could tell he was sad or what. Yeah. Or if they talked to him and then they cut it out of the episode because they were showing this other stuff and they're like, you know, that's probably like enough of an arc for him this episode to not like hammer in how how much that distracted him perhaps from completing this challenge. Mm -hmm. Because they usually don't miss an opportunity to be like, we would love to send you home, but we can't. Yeah. And they might've said it and they just didn't show it. Yeah. Or they realized after the fact that like by saying that he was set off by separate things that the producers should have known a little bit more about. Yeah. Yeah. It did seem like, I don't know. Yeah. It, it, it seemed really bad that I, uh, one of our, um, listeners 2A on Twitter wrote in and said she always hates it when there's alcohol involved in yeah. a challenge and I yeah I definitely think you have to be really careful with that yeah I you could have someone who's recovering and he like it wasn't I mean some people are like look I'm, I don't drink I'll just hand this off to you or like uh, there was the, it's the Top Chef Masters guy who didn't eat meat and he'd be like can you just taste this thing um, that I need to make for somebody like he like there there are people who could just play around it, but this is not this is not just like a casual thing. This was like really triggering for him to be hanging out in this bar. And it was, I felt yeah. so awful for it. Cause like he's been such a lovely person on this show and I want so many good things for him. And this is a show is like a PR thing for most chefs. And so like to be in a situation where all of a sudden you're like that pressure is cracking you for your improvements on your life that you've made. It just mm-hmm. really, yeah. really hurt. And I was wondering, that made me wonder too, what the deal is with the top chef house um because mm. usually and like the steerum and stuff because usually they do seem to have just like some beer and stuff back there for people to kind of unwind after and i was like huh i wonder if if he ever spoke to anyone about that or if they have like some like dry considerations yeah. ever in place for situations like this well um not just like I as just a casual know. unwind the producers of this show usually force a lot of booze on people because they want you to get drunk and be dramatic and uh, that's like uh, th- this is less in the latter seasons, but early on, especially, it was a lot of sleep deprivation and booze everywhere. As like a, cl- I mean, yeah. that's a, and not just top show. That's like a, every reality show's thing is having yeah. booze everywhere so that you'll be dramatic. So yeah, I wonder <laughs> if you got special consideration for that. I it certainly seems like if you respect these people, you would offer that. Because yeah, I'm sure, right? and oh, it also man. seems like Top Chef is like uh classy enough and like yeah. skill based enough where they don't seem to rely on that very much to begin with yeah mm-hmm. yeah that was sad and well yeah we didn't even mention leanne either um yeah, yeah. god that sucked which yeah man i forgot I, my i was so focused on the uh the getting once the plastic wrap thing happened i forgot about all the other stuff <laughs> that's what controversy does it sucks all the air out of the room but um man th- so tom chose to br- bring two people back from last chance kitchen and then the elves or the producers decided the best thing to do was to uh, poison Leanne so that she would double eliminate herself. Right? I assume. They were like, let's put her just, in a snowstorm overnight. Just make her very high. Let's, let's hope that they did not anticipate <laughs> any of this. 
sure. Yeah, I think it was a total surprise. And also, I think everyone is different and everyone's body reacts differently to pregnancy. So there's also no way to predict how well she would do in any of these situations. Mm-hmm. But yeah, altitude sickness is... I remember my sister, um, when she was younger, and we, we went on a big uh, hike up to Wheeler Peak in Nevada, which is the mm-hmm. tallest mountain in Nevada. She got, she got really sick from altitude sickness, and we live at a pretty high... We lived at a pretty high altitude, so yeah. it can be yeah. really tough. And to spend yeah. that... Yeah, to do it's that no joke. pregnant overnight while stress cooking for a TV show, I mean, it, that's a lot to put your body under. And I was. And she still made good food. And she still did great. Cooked a duck in the woods, <laughs> or a goose in the woods. Yeah. Does it? Does a Leanne cook a goose in the woods? I don't know. Um, <laughs> just, I, I took a swing sometimes, and it, but it's like a half-hearted. Yeah. Like I know it's the pitch is out of the zone, but I swing at it anyway. <laughs> there, Megan. There's some sports metaphors for our Top Chef podcast. Your favorite thing. Sports. Um. So I. <laughs> Uh, but I, I felt so bad, especially because I wanted Leanne back, and I didn't really want Claudette back. And then Leanne eliminated herself, and Claudette continues on. I like oh, Claudette. I yeah, think, I yeah. I d- yeah, I don't mind her. <laughs> I've gone on a journey, and now I don't mind her. Yeah, you, and I think her food seems really, really good. Food seems incredible. I yeah. know, like no shade yeah. there. I, and since she's been back on the show, they've not had a confessional interview where she says she's going to murder everybody, which is good because that <laughs> was what was taking the fun out of it for me. Uh, but her yeah. her aggression and competitiveness was uh, not fitting of the show on its own. Own, I don't think so. Maybe now she's she's relaxed. Ugh. But I guess speaking of the show's respect, though, I did love when Leanne left. Every I was, I think it was Fatima again for the always best quote of the day. Fatima was like, yeah. uh, "It's good that she's gone because she would have beaten us all." Yeah, <laughs> she she just always has a nice thing to say about a everybody. funny and nice thing funny, to say. She's yeah, she has it. a great sense of humor and and is just seems like the most amazing person. Yeah, Megan, you got a little bit of crush. What? What? <laughs> I really, really like her. Yeah, um, I did. I um, I did want to mention that. Um, so we mentioned on the the last show that Fatima is uh, undergoing treatment for cancer right now. Um, that she um, and that all happened after the show was taped. Um, but I read the article on Bravo um, where she did an interview about it, and she mentioned that Padma has come to some of her chemo treatments to keep her company. Oh, man. oh my god. Oh, she, she I have made... to go. I'm crying. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. She came on the show to make friends with Padma, and it worked. Oh, my God. That's the <laughs> nicest thing. <laughs> so sweet. Oh, boy. Uh, okay. I'm, I'm crying, too. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know oh, if I can... Oh, God. And remember... Remember when Padma like tried her her Radler and then was like long dramatic pause and was like the chai spices work so well. Yeah. I know. <laughs> yeah. Well, you guys, I have a new challenge for you. If you're gonna send something into Megan's mailbag, try to make her cry a little bit if you can. <laughs> Good cry, not bad cry. Um. All right. Well. Pull, pull yourself together, mailbag. I'm gonna pull myself together here. Um, we have a lot of interesting stuff. Oh, um. Uh, Lee mentioned that she was uh, she wrote in and said she was a little surprised that Chris was having a tough time with the German cuisine because um, a lot of Amish food does have German roots. Oh, oh yeah. Um, but yeah. I think between you know the emotional state he was in and and maybe it's just far enough removed from what they were actually looking for in the challenge that it was uh, I don't know. 
Yeah. Because it, it has German, German roots, but maybe it was not kind of what the examples that were. Um, I can't remember what he cooked, but it was like he, he bought made a slider. Oh, it was like a slider, a slider with sausage yeah. and pretzel roll. Yeah, yeah. And he bought the pretzel roll and the sausage. And, you know, they, did they say that they hated it or did they just say like, because I remember they asked like, did you make the sausage? And he said no. And then they just gave him the uh, like very dismissive frown. Well, I think that Tom, I, I remember in sort of the instant feedback or, yeah. you know, in during the challenge uh, feedback, it seemed like uh, Tom said that he didn't like it or something. But but again, it wasn't on the bottom, and they didn't say anything right. about it. So it's hard to say. Yeah, it's really hard. But to he say. he had that interview where he said like, as I was grabbing, as I was buying the sausage, I could see myself, and when I was like, "What are you doing?" Like he knew it was bad, but couldn't stop himself. It was a really bizarre uh, and tough situation. Yeah. yeah, I think he was just dealing with a lot of other he stuff. Was. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I would can I take a side note real fast. One thing I loved about the episode was when like they only show one pair eating at each station and they had the little montage of like the other pairs like giving feedback on all the dishes they didn't like eat in the main segment. Oh yeah. I thought it was fun. Cuz like the little cells and it looked kind of like Angley's Hulk movie where oh, it was yeah. made to look like a comic book and like <laughs> just throwing more little feedback montages. Yeah. yeah. It's cute. It was, yeah. Uh, always innovating the elves. Nice. Yeah. Um, so a few more a few more notes from the mailbag. Yeah. So uh, people have been spotting the this season's um, Top Chef contestants on other shows. Yeah, they are everywhere this yeah. year. Yeah, yeah. So Keely noticed uh, that Bruce was a special judge on Hell's Kitchen this week. Uh, mm. Do you guys watch a lot of oh, other wow. other cooking shows? We get. Uh, no, I used more. to watch yeah. Chopped. Yeah. But then I. We lost cable, and it's probably for the best because Chopped isn't fun. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not. A, I was never a huge into the into Chopped. Um, although I did like Ted. Ted. Yeah. Yeah. Ted. Yeah, Ted yeah. is delightful. Ted does work. Um, but I and I one of the only other ones I, I indulge in is I I recently came back to Hell's Kitchen after being so mad at it and turning it off a couple seasons ago. But I was tem- I was lured back in. The one thing I like about Hell's Kitchen, I hate almost everything about it, but I like that they're cooking on a line doing dinner service which none of the all the other sh- other shows are about people cooking a dish as if they are caterers or um private mm-hmm. chefs so like it's the only one where you're like you see them cooking as a brigade and i thought i thought that dynamic is super interesting for me so um i got a seduce back in so i'm looking forward was it bruce who was the judge yeah bruce was the judge i haven't gotten there yet but i'm looking forward to see, seeing that yeah and there. if it for anyone who is watching chop um chopped oh alchemy girl mentioned on twitter that she saw chef fatima on uh, a Battle of the Champions episode. Was she judging or cooking? She, uh, cooking, it seems. Oh, yeah. Nice. yeah, she was one of the champions. So that's something because we don't watch all of these. We don't always. We're not always clued into. But this is apparently very common. Yeah, you kind of make you once you get into Chef TV. You right, you just start your phone yeah. starts ringing. Uh, yeah, because because Blaze was they discovered Blaze because he was cooking on Iron Chef originally. Mm. Oh, um, he was. Oh like, yeah. He was so like many a, people were like the assistants on Iron Chef. Yeah, yeah, he was a sous chef on, on Iron Chef. And they uh, and they were like, when they were going to shoot in Atlanta, they were like, who's the best chef in Atlanta who's already on food TV? And that's how they grabbed him. So, yeah, a lot of these like... I do like Iron food. Chef. Yeah, I like Iron Chef a lot too. That's true. I haven't watched that in, in a minute, but um, that is a very interesting show. So good. The only... Okay, Iron Chef, I like the food parts, but I hate them lying to us. That's the hardest part of that show for me. Oh, you don't like the the... 
framing. The way they're like, where they're like, we picked. Oh, I made this all up on the fly. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. I just happen to have pre-laminated these uh, dishes we're gonna make with that, and just in case that ingredient comes up, like. <laughs> I love it. I think it's so funny because it's like it's not. There's no. You don't need to devote any time puzzling that out because it's so obvious how right. it's put together, and then you can just enjoy. You know, some backflips from the chairman I if you're like watching that. the American version. <laughs> I do like yeah. that for sure. It's just nice. I don't know. Yeah, I yeah, I think it's I, it doesn't ruin it for me. I think it's just a little it's a little silly the lying because you don't have to lie. But um, yeah, I, I, Iron Chef is one where like the they just do really cool, interesting stuff. Um, well, just so just a couple more fun things from the mailbag. Uh, so Cheryl wrote in and she said, my three-year-old has been watching Top Chef all her life and she hasn't picked <laughs> up anything until this episode when Chris taught her to say, ah, damn, <laughs> <laughs> which I haven't even noticed him saying, so I'll have to watch for that. I haven't either. But, That's so cute. But apparently uh, Cheryl's three-year-old did, did notice that. And <laughs> I, as, I don't know how they do this. You, maybe you know as the only parent here, but how do they only hear the swear words in a show? <laughs> uh, they just, it's anything that gets a reaction, you know? I think they just have a really good sense, of like, like, yeah. Or it could just be they, they try everything and just you know we don't react to it, you know. Like, they just, oh, okay, confirmation yeah. bias. Yeah, but I, th- I think it's really just like he, I mean he 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 throws a lot at the wall. Not all of it sticks, um, <laughs> and so like if you ever figuratively if I ever really. do, yeah, right, right. Uh, so if anything, if I ever do swear. I have to really like just like kind of keep on blowing past it, you know, and right, just so like make notice. sure that's not like yeah, it doesn't doesn't stick, mm-hmm. uh, or just like you know toss out extra words and just try to like you know just distract or blind. And so it's always good to have like you know food in your pocket and just in case. Uh, <laughs> never really know. Yeah, I'm like uh, <laughs> picturing like Fruit Loops as if it's confetti. You're like, ah, oh, damn, wait, <laughs> confetti, Fruit Loops. Good talk, Caleb. I gotta go. Well, then he's just going to be saying, ah, damn, and like expecting Fruit Loops to fall oh, from the damn. sky. <laughs> party. <laughs> yeah, you're training him wrong. Uh, <laughs> awesome. All right. So last last note on the mailbag, we would be remiss if we didn't mention that Jane number one I spent oh. a lot of time uh, tracking down some definitive proof that <laughs> Ezra was indeed on Friends and a, well a number other of shows. other shows. Yeah. yeah. So please check out our Facebook and Twitter uh, to see those screenshots that uh, that Jay was able to gather. So thank yeah. you so much, Jay. Great. We really uh, enjoyed that. Friend of the pod, uh, Jay number one has. Uh, has sent us over the years some various comics that he's made in PowerPoint, I think, very uh, of different things. There was a great one of uh, uh, Richard Blaze not recognizing chocolate. Um, so many things. Uh, but he... <laughs> what was it? Uh, yeah, I can't remember the name of his comic series. Anyway, he has a comic series. They're all on our Facebook page and, and our, on our blog and stuff. But uh, yeah, he sent in this proof. This will be up on, our, on, the, on this episode as well as it's on Facebook and Twitter. So you can see definitive proof. Ezra has been a lot of TV. You're always yeah. there, buddy. Good for you. I knew it. I knew I was. <laughs> and if you're oh, expecting this be. to be a screenshot of the IMDb that would be very conclusive, it's more it's more subtle than that, but it's proof. <laughs> yeah, I think it's pretty definitive. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, that is the mailbag. I pressed it twice. Ugh. Can I have a quick addition? Please do. Uh, this is a person bag because I actually talked to a real person. Oh, possibly a ra- yeah, that's a terrible name for that, but yes. <laughs> well, now it's canon. Um, <laughs> uh, anyway, uh, there's a there's a guy I was talking to uh, right before here at um, a playground where I was at with Caleb, um, and uh, the guy had a nice beard, 
and he enjoyed that this episode this season uh, was pretty light on drama and uh, and I'm, I'm i'm with him yeah, uh, aside that. from he, but Wait. here's the thing he hadn't actually seen any um uh last chance kitchen yet because yeah. he had been like right? he didn't want to go he like because he was behind uh, with his wife they hadn't seen like all the episodes they didn't want to go to last chance kitchen because you know it's spoilers right. Right. um so yeah so he doesn't know that that it's gonna get a little more dramatic well mm-hmm. i appreciate the uh the human bag thanks beard of the podcast and <laughs> uh i couldn't agree more i love low drama season and i that's the thing i don't like about the last chance kitchen drama is like it feels out of place mm-hmm. so i agree with him cool uh, there, guys, that's it. There's so, no there's no theme song for person bag, but it's just it's still there. Well, if you guys want to write into the mailbag, mailbag at packyourmics.com, at packyourmics on Twitter, Facebook, Amazon, Twitter, and of course you can find Ezra at the park. <laughs> <laughs> and now, before really quick before we leave, does anybody have any bold predictions? We are. Uh, uh, I, I said halfway through. I don't know if that's entirely true. We're down to seven again. Three, four, five, six, seven. No, we're no, way more than that. No, because I thought we, we were, have to. I thought we were, we're we at nine. nine. Sorry, that's what I meant. We're at nine now, uh, because we had the double elimination. So that means in two episodes we get Restaurant Wars. That should mean that we get. Uh, wait, because Leanne is not crossed off on this list, so maybe it's we're down to eight. Now. This might be Restaurant Wars next week. I didn't watch the preview, so no. But next no, week's going to be fun. It's not Restaurant Wars. Okay, it's Restaurant Olympics. Oh. What? Maybe so. Maybe or it's it a was, different. Do you think that that's going like, to replace restaurant? If it's got a restaurant in the name, that's got to be it. No, no, it's not <laughs> restaurant quote quote unquote restaurant Olympic. It's going to be an Olympic competition where they're cooking in front of Olympians for like uh, in a competitive sense. Oh, because you know those Olympics are coming back in just a couple of weeks. That's true, and I believe NBC owns Bravo, so that would make sense. Um, mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, I I I'm glad they're not calling it the Olympics though, because uh, then they'd have to sue themselves. Yeah, those Olympics, man, they are aggressive on that lawsuit button. Yeah, there was a there was a company here in Portland, local meat company, local meat company, uh, Olympic Provisions, Olympic Provisions. It's had to change its name to Olympia Provisions because it it got sued by uh, the Olympics, and it was named that because it was on because of the Olympic Peninsula. Like you can't just take away the name of our place. You just it's terrible. Should have named it that. It worked. <laughs> we should have, yeah. How dare they? Uh, yeah. So I guess uh, I have no bold prediction. Then. I was going to, I was going to say something about restaurant wars, but, and also my theory from last week that we were going to do a double elimination of uh, front of house and executive chef. Probably not true. Really we don't tougher. need to. Yeah. Cause Leanne left. Um, so I'm out of bold predictions. Okay. Well, I guess Olympics based. Oh, uh, this is, uh, thinking back on our last time there was an Olympics themed when they were in Vancouver, oh, I believe. So awful. Oh, I'm, that was so bad. I'm going to suggest one of the contestants is going to seem to shoot another contestant. <laughs> That's my prediction. <laughs> well, do you remember? I mean, they, they like had to like get their ingredients out of a block of ice. Oh, I yeah. hate those kind oh, of challenges so where it's like a, it's some sort so of dumb. like... I don't know. It has nothing to do with how you can cook, but so there was the one. There was a finale where they were in some place hot on a beach, and they had to like dive in and capture their own fish. And oh, they were like, yeah. "Everybody go yeah. swimming!" And then they just cut to it being done, and they had all the fish. So like, it was just a waste of time. And then on the block of ice, it was like Paul. Paul had to like help. He everybody. did all the chiseling yeah. for everybody because he just felt bad. He's like, "I'm not gonna go cook while you guys are still chiseling ice. Let me just get your ingredients out of this stupid ice block." Yeah. <laughs> It was really dumb. Uh, but yeah, of course, that led to my favorite moment in Top Chef uh, previews history, 
which are always <laughs> lies. Um, but in that one, it made it look like, uh, was it Beverly shot somebody? No, someone shot Beverly. Somebody, it made it look like somebody shot Beverly. She's got yeah. a gun. She's got a gun. It was like, <laughs> I don't know if you guys remember this, Count Sarah. They... All the previews where they're like coming up on Top Chef, they're always a lie. They always show something that doesn't actually happen. Oh, I remember this. And they were like, yeah, they were like, it was like a biathlon. So they had to ski and then shoot something. But they cut together the phrase, somebody yelling, she's got a gun. And then they, and then one of them shooting a gun. And then the picture of Beverly falling over on her skis. Like they tried to make us think they murdered Beverly in the upcoming. It was great tv that was such a rough season <laughs> it was I mean, that, that was, was like there were so many other issues oh yeah that was, really, the, that was like the bullying so season. much bullying of Beverly. yeah, yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. yeah. and she's done great i mean i don't know if we've talked about this but she has one of our favorite restaurants in chicago yes oh. that every time we go back to chicago to visit we make reservations there because it's the best oh that's great oh. i'm really glad to hear that because i felt so bad for her and i really liked her Oh yeah, really like she's it. really good. It's it's called Parachute. It's yeah. so good. Mm. It is insanely good food. They do like Korean food, but mixed with like, I'd say it's like traditional Korean flavors and dishes, but approached with like modern American style. Mm. So it, it it's just really tasty stuff that you don't get anywhere else with a very very like thoughtful approach to how it's put together. Interesting. It does look really good. Yeah. Okay, and it's good. like very cute and cozy. Um, yeah, everyone, if you're in Chicago, go there. It's great. And uh, she cooks despite despite that bullet wound. Uh, she just keeps on cooking. It's very impressive. She keeps the bullet above the bar. <laughs> she deserves it. Well, okay, so besides shootings, anybody else any final bold predictions before we leave? Uh, I think my bold prediction is that uh, Brother Luck is going to make like a real heat, heel turn in Last Chance Kitchen. And he's going to like grow like a bleach white handlebar mustache, start wearing sunglasses all the time, be like NWO Hulk Hogan, and just like be the villain of Last Chance Kitchen. Ooh, ooh, can I double? And, and, and his downfall, he will be uh, saran wrapped on that? to something. Yeah. Okay, no, you know, you're right. You're right. Yeah, he's going to get saran wrapped like to like a chair or something. I won't be able to cook. I, oh, that's yes. how it, that's, yeah, right. His downfall. That is amazing. That is amazing, you guys. You can't wait, by, can't wait to the, watch this. You, you, you live by the saran wrap, you die by the saran wrap. <laughs> the brother luck story. Uh, well, if those things happen, you'll find we'll talk all about it, or we'll forget to talk about it until the mailbag reminds us next week on Pack Your Mics. Uh, thanks for listening. You can subscribe, review, and donate to the show at packyourmics.com. Thanks for joining us, Ezra. Yep. Uh, our, our, our best wishes to uh sarah number one who uh had altitude sickness and couldn't continue on today um um this is this is very likely the last episode that we're any any uh uh of this family uh, representative will be on for a little while i i I understand what you're saying but i think next week even if we replace you we'd like to have caleb in the background is that possible (laughs) Uh, i mean yeah he could need some child care so yeah if you can entertain him please do (laughs) if you could just send us maybe uh uh, just send us an audio clip of him not caring about the show we'd love to put that in somewhere yeah he really doesn't care that much (laughs) he can talk to you more about uh, moana though if you want okay good (laughs) all right i appreciate that and uh well Congratulations in advance and love to your family. Um, and Sarah okay. number two and Kyle, thanks for being here. Hey, thanks right, for having Saturday. us. Woody was very quiet, so your toy st- solution really worked well. 
Yeah, he's um, stretched out to his full length, which is not very much, um, on the couch, <laughs> sleeping right now, very pointedly, because he's mad we took his toys away. Aww. <laughs> sleeping angrily? Yeah, yeah, he's a very passive-aggressive sleeper. <laughs> wow. Well, uh, thanks for joining us, Megan. Thanks Absolutely. For joining me. Thanks for yeah. being us. I don't know. Um, <laughs> thanks for being us. And uh, Chris, pack your mics and go. <laughs>